Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the Artful Athlete podcast. As promised, we're diving into the realm of the written voice. As you probably remember from last week's episode, my relationship to writing has required some work. Between the physical pain that would manifest itself at the thought of writing something solely coming from my mind and the labour that it represented, it was not an overnight transformation for sure. Essays, articles, logical pieces wrote themselves fairly quickly once a sufficient amount of knowledge had been acquired. Personal and creative pieces, however, took more time. Not for lack of skill, language or vocabulary even. I'm lucky enough to have had parents who encouraged me to read and nourish my curiosity, thereby filling my brain with countless words, idioms and expressions. Their rhythm, their geography in the mouth and in the pronunciation of these words dancing on my tongue, whirling in my mind, I would play games with myself and aim to use them in conversation or even in essays at school just because I could, just for the sake of it. No, words really were not the issue. The intention wasn't the issue either. I knew I wanted to share. I felt a need to let thoughts, worlds and images out of my head into my fingers and onto a page. But writing, the written form, it was a silent language. As someone who loves to converse, to read out loud, to act, to sing, this silent and immortal voice was fascinating. In French, we have an expression which goes Les paroles s'envolent, mais les écrits restent. The spoken flies up while the written remains. And the written always remains. Look at the hieroglyphs on the pyramids or the engravings on temples, paintings in caves. They're still here after all this time. Books are the same, even the ones we don't have copies of anymore. They are still trackable through other writers' works. In that sense, writing felt like a path to a form of immortality, of heritage and legacy. A way to leave a trace of your being here, I suppose. And this, to me, added pressure. I knew I wanted to leave something useful behind, but at the same time, it felt scary to do so. Scary because it also meant being honest about sharing my vision of the world or the worlds that I carried within. And it may sound like some heavy overthinking going on, but it took a lot of introspection to even understand why the writing of something I held dear would take so much out of me. In the act of writing itself, I saw a lot more potential of being seen. And it's interesting to me because it is a battle a lot of the people I've worked with over the years have fought with in regards to public speaking and oral expression. This honesty and expression that I bang on about to my clients and frankly to anyone who wonders how to connect better to their audience or whoever they're trying to address. This honesty that seemed to flow out so easily in performance and in the spoken realm in my writing would be tentative, timid, and still. So what's changed now? Well, after some sitting down, questioning the fear itself, using the five steps mentioned in episode 9, I slowly distilled a sense of play into my relationship with this silent voice. One of the reasons why my writing would be so painful was also because of the pressure of the finished product. The structure it had to have, the twists and turns of the story, the language and images that had to be perfect, 
As mentioned in episode 9, you know, I was just trying to apply too much rationality, too much structure, and I forgot about the empirical connection you're meant to have with what you're doing. That connection, that being in the moment. Writing is just another experience. You try things out and see where it takes you. And this goes for both creative and what I would call more straightforward types of writing. It's choosing a direction, not knowing exactly where it's going to take you. And in that case, the least you can do is find a way to enjoy the ride. Look at the scenery, see what you like, what you don't like. For those of you that tuned in to earlier episodes in August, I talked about the importance of deloading by just taking five minutes each day to empty some of your brain load onto the page to lighten up your thoughts and emotions, to make space for new ones and to anchor yourself into the present moment. It is a practice I've also used as part of my reconnection to writing. Last month, I used these daily five minutes slightly differently to both play and challenge myself a little bit. Every evening, for the whole month of September, I wrote little haikus. I'd never written any before and had always appreciated the simplicity of this form of poetry. Closing my eyes and taking a few anchoring breaths, letting the image, emotion or thought come to me in a first step. Then, inviting it to choose a shape within the structural rules imposed by the art of haiku. Some evenings were more challenging than others, but unlike younger me, if I saw frustration arise, I'd just lean back into the wall, into my chair, close my eyes, take another breath, and wait. Just wait. Give the words time to come, all in silence. The power of that silence is incredible to me. These evening writing sessions were never met with fear, because I have worked on changing my thinking and my approach to writing. Letting go of the, this is how it should be, the, this writer did it like that and it's incredible and people liked it so I have to do the same. The, I need to add this, I need to be more of that. You don't need anything. You don't have to be anyone but yourself. Because this is how you really connect to your audience, to your reader, to the people who will see your art. Because this is applicable to every single thing. Say you're a yoga teacher, you want honesty in your practice. Not just in the flow that you're about to teach, but also in the guiding words that you're choosing. You just need to be you. You don't have to be anyone else but yourself. This is true for every single part of life and expression. And... You know what, it's even truer in writing. You can play around with styles and forms that already exist. And it's an exercise I really strongly advise you to embrace, as long as you give space to you within it. And obviously, invite fun and play to that party too. They're of great counsel, always. Now, I keep on mentioning him, but we're going back to my old friend, Stephen Pressfield, for these last few minutes. His words resonated so strongly with me over the summer when I was questioning my relationship to writing prior to embarking on my podcasting journey. And today, as I was getting this podcast ready, this quote came back. I never had any idea before I wrote a book that I was going to write it. Or perhaps more accurately, that I was going to write that specific book. The book always came out of nowhere and always took me by surprise. Let me express this in a different way. No matter what a writer or artist may tell you, they have no clue what they're doing before they do it, and for the most part, while they're doing it. 
when I was playing with my little haikus last month, I was taking the time to fully let go of any expectations. I was enjoying the words, the languages they were coming out as, surprising myself at times with the shapes, the images, the thoughts and emotions, and nothing was planned. Well, I mean, obviously, the exercise in itself was planned. The when was planned every evening before switching off the lights. The amount was planned. Three lines, three verses, that's it. The rhythm was planned because it was a haiku. Five, seven, five. The thought and intention behind those words, however, was never pressured into being anything specific. It was free to be whatever it wanted to be. And as Pressfield said earlier, you have no clue what you're doing before you do it and for the most part while you're doing it. You just let the expression, the words, the silence take control. It is also something I shared with one of my clients this summer. We worked together on her third book, which is set in a fantasy universe. She opened up quite beautifully one day about how sometimes the story and the characters took over. And I can tell you honestly, it showed in a lot of her dialogues because they had a very natural flow. As a reader, that silent voice of the page would all of a sudden echo in your ears. And that's pure magic to me. If you listen to your writing, if you listen to that silence, you'll be able to hear a lot more than you would have first thought. In order to write something that feels true to you, you need to listen more. When I was at drama school, one of the first exercises our writing teacher Tom gave us was to eavesdrop on a conversation and write it down. And the reason behind it was that if you were going to bring characters to life, you needed to hear, you needed to pay attention to how the people and the world around you sounded, how people spoke. And by listening to these voices around you, you then, through your writing, find the means to recreate these accents, these characters, these emotions. That exercise meant conscious listening, consciously listening to the world around us and the worlds within us, ultimately. Listening is the easiest and most natural way of summoning our creations onto our plane through writing, through narrating, drawing, dancing, you name it. It was definitely true for writing on my journey, and I'm willing to bet it's gonna be true for yours as well. Getting this episode ready, I found myself looking back, and now more than ever, I understand why it took me so long to get comfortable with my written voice, my silent voice. It can be hushed and secretive, but it is also the loudest there is. I needed to listen. We needed to get to know each other. That's all. And like everything, this takes time. Thank you for tuning in for episode 10 of The Artful Athlete. Can you believe it? It's been 10 episodes. Woohoo! Next week, we're talking all things creative voice, and I'm cooking up some special episodes for you for the next few months. Drop me a message on any of my platforms, Instagram, Facebook, my website, just to let me know if there's anything you'd like me to talk about or if you have any questions you'd want me to assist you on. I'd love to do a Q&A type of episode that can help you directly with a specific situation, be it voice, breath, expression, writing, creation, you name it. I'll speak to you soon.